Hey everybody, welcome back to Anything and Everything with me. It's me, Jordan Buhat. And today, I wanted to talk to you guys about all, well, almost all, of a whole bunch. Let's go with that. A whole bunch of hard things or, let's say, conflicts that I've had to go through since I have started acting in television which uh, started in 2017. Oh my lord, was that 2017? Guys, 2019 is about to end and I'm just, whoosh, my mind is blown right now that all that time passed. Anyway, let's get started. Anything and everything podcast. And here we go. Okay, <laughs> it's Tuesday and you know what? I actually didn't know what I was going to talk about today and I found that really fun that, I have set this date and set this 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 due date for when I want podcasts to go up. And eventually I'd like that to happen for YouTube. I just have to find something consistent that I would actually like to do every single week. But it's really motivating. I'm so excited every time it's coming up on Monday and Tuesday because that's anything and everything with Jordan Bula. And <laughs> ah, well, if I can't make myself laugh, then uh, what am I doing, right? So, yeah, it's isn't it just crazy how fast time flies? I think it was around... It must have been when I left university, when I left regular education, that I realized how fast time flew. Or maybe because I'm nearly 27 years old, guys, November 30th, coming up, 27 years old, this Sagittarius is going around the moon, oh, around the sun, yet again. Um, but yeah, I... I just feel like time flies so fast now. Like I met Lucy just over a year ago. And what? Met Lucy just over a year ago? I don't know if anyone else is feeling this mind-blowing time warp that we're going through, but that's uh that's what I'm hitting. Um yeah, okay. I wanted to get into the hardest things I've done or dealt with or conflicts that I've done with acting. But first, I just want to do a little brief on my Edmonton Oilers, my hockey team back in Edmonton. Ooh, guys, we are 5-1 and one to start the season. And let me tell you, it's very exciting. But as a fan who has watched the Oilers just plummet after good starts or good preseasons, guys, it is it's hard to shake that uh, negative feeling, that negative shadow that's creeping in my mind. And I just, I, 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 I don't want that negative feeling. I want to feel like, yo, let's win. We're doing, we're five and one. And that's really good. That's better than a lot of football teams I hear. I don't actually watch football. I hear that they're doing. So let's just be excited for the fact that we're off to a hard, hot start and that nobody's really that injured. Sorry, Adam Larson, my bad. Anyway, hard things, conflicts, situations I've had to go through since I started acting in film. I'm only going to do the film side because you can go through all kinds of acting. Like, what's the hardest thing as an actor or any of that kind of stuff? But 
we may just save that for another podcast where I really want to get into what's been the hardest transition for me moving from Edmonton, moving from theater, getting into film and starting on Gronish. Because, man, it's, let me tell you, it's been the best time. But it, there's, you know, it's not without its uh, bumps and bruises, you know? Got a little bumpsy on my elbow. So let's talk about moving around. I, I've had to do a lot of of moving around since I started the pursuit of wanting to be a television and film actor. Let's start with the fact that let's let, let's rewind here that Edmonton, Alberta is not exactly a hotbed for television and film. It is a hotbed for theater. Has the second biggest fringe in the world. Fringe, for people who don't know, is um, referring to like a theater festival that Edmonton has every single summer. But there's multiple fringe festivals that happen all around the world. And Edmonton, at least to my last updated, to my last research of this topic, has the second biggest uh, fringe festival. I think the first one is in Ireland. Lots of theater. Not a smashing hit when it comes to mainstream television and film. Of course, you have your outliers like Revenant. Revenant was filmed like around, you know, the Edmonton area, as in three hours or four hours away. And there is another Winona Earp is filmed in the same province as well, but not nothing happens really in Edmonton. Not nothing, but not a lot. Mainstream stuff happens in Edmonton. So, if I want to be a television film actor, I had to leave. That's like the that's the first bit of me having to move places is that I had to get out of Edmonton to be able to do what I wanted to do, and that started before I got into film. That started with me going to New Jersey to do the Shakespeare Theater program there because that was just the type of theater that I wanted to do and the one that I was accepted into. So I flew to New Jersey from Edmonton for three straight summers to do a whole bunch of different shows over at Shakespeare Theater of New Jersey. And then to even get a manager and an agent, I left Edmonton and flew to Florida. Now this is a very roundabout way. This is not how everyone does it, but this is just how I happened to uh, make my situation work. I went and entered into a competition, an acting competition in Florida. And uh, it's where I found my manager and my, yeah, my manager's team. But it was so far away. I would not have, they would not have found me if I was in Edmonton. I don't think there was a lesser chance of that happening because they do have a base in Vancouver. They do have a base in Atlanta, and like the fact that they were even in Florida at the same time as me going there to Florida is bewildering. But I had to leave home even to have that opportunity. I would have had to have fly to Vancouver or have to have flown to Atlanta. So if you live in a city that doesn't really have a lot of ch- chances, but it's not a high concentration of film and television there, if you can just 
leave, <laughs> that's probably going to be your best shot. If you want to become a television actor and you don't live in Los Angeles, Vancouver, Toronto, Atlanta, New York, then you may just have to leave your hometown and put yourself in the position where you have the best odds. Now, there, of course, are self-tapes now, and that's how I got Gronish as well. I booked uh, Gronish from a self-tape. The Gronish, I booked the audition from a self-tape when I was living in Vancouver, um, and then I flew down to L.A. for the audition. So I just said like a whole bunch of things in regards to moving around, but I decided to leave Edmonton, and go live with my sister near Vancouver in a place called Abbotsford. I love that city so much. And that is where I started to have way more in-person auditions because in Vancouver, it's a hotbed. It's a Canadian hotbed, you know, Vancouver and Toronto of television and film. They do a whole bunch of things in Vancouver. You talk about almost any CW superhero thing, Supergirl, Flash, uh, Arrow, as well as, 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 as uh, Riverdale happens over there as well. The 100 happens out near Vancouver. There's a whole bunch of Twilight, which I believe a lot of stuff was shut out in the near Vancouver area because of those trees. Think about that. So that was, um, yeah, that was another place I had to move. And then after Vancouver, I moved to Los Angeles because that's where the other hotbed is. That's where Gronish is filming. So I moved all over the place and traveled all over the place. Now, of course, if you don't have the funds to be able to fly, in some cases I was flown because of the auditions, but if you don't have the ability to fly to all these places, I drove. I drove 13, 14, 15 hours between Edmonton and Vancouver, drove my little car, packed everything in my car, and I drove. And there were buses. I passed buses. I've taken a bus all the way from Edmonton. Oh, what did I do? No, no, no. Sorry, from Vancouver to Abbotsford. But there are buses that go from Edmonton to Vancouver as well. And then I was flown to Los Angeles for my audition for Gronish. But when I had to move to L.A., I drove. Took my car 26 hours and stopped in one place. I think it was called Weed, California. Can you believe that? I thought that was pretty funny because I'm an immature human sometimes. And it took me two days to drive, split them up into 13-hour driving days, and I drove down to Los Angeles. So if you, you can pack up your life in your car and leave wherever it is you are to chase your dreams. <laughs> it sounded like a commercial for strudels or something. That's what the ringling sounded like. But yeah, I've moved around a whole bunch. And you know what? That's not that's that's all in relation to, to acting, which is what you know the podcast is basically um, pointed towards. But I moved so many times before that as well, just for personal reasons. So I think I've moved around thirty times in my life. Thirty times. That's that's not an exaggeration. That's that's a round on point. If it's between twenty seven and thirty two and I'm picking thirty, that's I'm happy with that. That's the happy estimation. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a little tough moving around so much because you want to have a base, you know, and I, and I immediately think of friends. You want to be able to have relationships that can <laughs> help you through the hard times. And every time you move, you have to start over. When I left Edmonton to go to 
Abbotsford. I had my sister and her husband, and they're amazing. I love them so much. They're actually going to come visit me soon. And But I didn't have friends, really. I established friends by going to my gym and talking to people, and eventually I made friends. But it took about four months for me to really say, okay, I have a group of people that I am friendly with that I can, and that's going to be different for everyone. Some people are going to do really quickly and they're going to like, because I don't go to bars and people go to bars and they make friends there. But sometimes it might take people longer. could take you a year to really find a good friend group depending on how outgoing you are. So I would be really patient with that and don't force anything, but do pursue friendship and relationships not doesn't need to be like um, romantic relationships but having relationships in your lives because the same thing happened to me when I moved to Los Angeles I I had my roommate who I knew from New Jersey funny enough but I didn't have a friend group outside of work and some people that I can hang out with just to relax on the weekends and now that I've been here my gosh I've been here for over two years that I've finally found a friend group who I can be like, hey, do you want to go do something this weekend? Let's go. Let's do that. Great. Let's go. It's really important. So that's that's one part of moving around that I would advise you to do uh, when you land in your new spot. Yeah. That's the first thing. Second thing I want to talk about was the business side of things. When it comes, I'm sh- and I'm sure it's the same kind of thing when you get high up in theater, which is not a, not what I did. Uh, I was never high up in theater. You know, that's subjective. I'm doing air quotes right now, high up in theater. But when I got into the film side of things and immediately with my first job and I had to sign all of these contracts and I had to set up, you know, I had to set up these bank accounts and it's just, it, it's quite overwhelming and that's something that's really useful a big reason why not only just getting auditions but why you want to get a manager slash agent because they help you and they know people who help you take care of all of those little intricate things that you just don't do you know that you just don't know how to do I didn't I don't know how I don't know what I'm looking at a lot of the times when I'm looking at these contracts and you really it's it's overwhelming and I get gosh guys the amount of times I got not panic attacks but I just got headaches from thinking about all these numbers and finances and it's just it's so much to deal with because that's not something I'm good at maybe you're great at at you know, finances at that height, you know, and maybe you're really good at contractual kind of things at that scale. But those are things that I was not good at. So it was really quite a struggle for me to understand everything and understand how things can change really quickly and just be prepared for anything that could happen on on the, on, on the business end, like just signing things nonstop. You know what's really saved me? Business side of things, getting an iPad. Getting an iPad and not having so many papers everywhere made things so much easier for me. If you can track things without paper, guys, I'm telling you, like, and, and you can back it up somehow, it is just, it has done wonders for me. 
So hopefully it can do something for you with the iPad or some kind of Surface Pro, something. Because you need something to sort your life out. Because I certainly did. (laughs) So like tying in with the, the business side of things being confusing and why you really need to have a good team, it... I'm just going to tie this into that, which is being Canadian and going to an American market, I guess is what I'll say, or just being going into going into the United States as a Canadian. Being a Canadian actor going to the United States to work. You need visas. You need, uh, or green cards. You need to be underlined, bolded. You need to be able to work in the United States you need permission if you um, if you want that to be your future. I would it's if if you don't have it's expensive. It can be expensive, guys. Because look, I again, this is the business side. I don't know what I need to gather for a visa. Are you kidding me? There's like thank goodness I found a lawyer who can do that for me. Like and if if you have the knowledge and you look that up and you do everything like fantastic, I'm like really freaking super hyped for you for doing that. Um, I just wanted to make sure that I had the best odds possible of successfully getting a visa in the first place. Oh gosh, because if I didn't get that visa as quick as I did, thank you, um, Delazio Law Group. Like if I didn't get that visa, I would not be on Gronish. Okay, rewind to in a bit years, and I would not be sitting here doing this podcast. I might be doing this podcast somewhere else because I really feel like I would have enjoyed podcasting even if I wasn't on Gronish. This is just another outlet for me to express myself. Look, look at look at all the fun things I do, huh? <laughs> but yeah, so I got a visa. Going through the visa process. If you want full control, then fantastic. Go for it. You'll know every single move. But me, because I relinquished some of my control so that I could have it, you know, my uh, lawyer team really take care of it. It was um, stressful to not know what was really going on with every step. And I do appreciate them only telling me the highlights because if I had known every single step, I think I would have been even more... Um, confused and frustrated and stressed if they've gone through all that with me. But guys, there's and I, I'm this is I'm scratching the surface of the business side of things when it comes to being an actor because business side you know reaches out into social media as well. Like when I, so what I would do, I would consider this business that I would try and find companies that would want to work with me and whether that is through sponsorship or whether that's through trying um, their items what I would do is I would spend my days writing lists of 50 lists of a hundred different companies and that and so like for example I used to look up um, different companies for for uh, apparel fitness apparel and Barbell Apparel has been someone that I've worked with as well as Hylite is someone that I've worked with. And I wrote down a hundred companies and I messaged every single one of them so that 
I would at least be able to start a conversation. Let me tell you, when if I emailed 100, I maybe got 20 generous, 15 responses back maybe. I would say that you would get a whole bunch of robotic responses back, maybe, and I maybe only got 15 of those. But out of 100, I'm going to lean even towards 10 um, responses back. But you've, that's why you've got to up your numbers. That's why you have to give yourself the best chance possible. And if you want to do business with someone, you have to knock on every single door. Every single door. That's, that's why I tell people when they ask me, hey, like, how do I find an agent? How do I find a manager? And I, and I ask them, have you emailed every single manager and agent company that is in your city and surrounding area? And most of the time, it's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I don't know, guys. Like, I, 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 I do believe some people, but I also know like in myself and other people that like you have not searched for every single available agency in and around your area. And then if not in your area, search outside your area. Because if you have to move, like I said, you might have to move. You have to really give yourself the best opportunity to win, to get noticed, get seen. And this is why another part of business with acting is that I really think that you need to be on top of your social media. Because that just gives networks and other people the what is it the the the, the uh, another tool for them to use is your social media and the the more you can have on your social media representing who you are the better like i'm i i can sit here and say i 100% believe people get certain roles because of their following 100%. Think about it this way. Two actors, actresses, two talent who walk into the same room and are equally as skilled and talented, equally look exactly what they look for. One person has a few followers and another has a million that one million or even even a few thousand, like the one who has more in that situation, my point is, is that that's more eyes who watch that person who are then going to want to see what that person's doing. So if you're an actor and you're not taking advantage of all the social medias, aka Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, as many as you possibly can to... And I'm not saying go out there and get, try and get famous and try and try and, you know, try and get as many followers. I'm just saying have yourself out there on the social media, the, the, the version that you want out there on the social media, um, social media platforms um, actively. Because even if someone, you know, if, if these companies see that you're active at least, but if you don't even have a social media account, I think you're, you're just not taking advantage of a tool. I think these social medias are only, as if you're smart about it in a business way, they're only a neutral to positive thing. They are not a negative thing to have 
in regards to someone looking at you as a whole pack whole package and wanting to hire you this is why i've really enjoyed and it's really fun guys it's really fun once you start to understand whether or not you're just consuming or you're creating if you're just consuming for entertainment or you're consuming for education this is something that you really need to like, like really needs to think about um if you're starting to consume and create oh i got a text see it's from my love though um if you're starting to consume and create for educational purposes instead of just consuming for non like for no reason right everyone's cool people scroll that happens anyway what i'm saying is as part of business if you're uh looking to get into entertainment i think 100 percent get on every single social platform that you can entertainment platform um and see which one you like right um, next, the hard, another hard thing that I've dealt with is, oh, I remember, oh, okay, this is like a specific time in my starting television career when I moved from theater to film. Guys, let me tell you, my first self-tapes, Le Poopy, they were no buenos. <laughs> no, pue, no, bu- no buenos, por favor. They were not good. um but hey you know i had to make a few bad ones to learn what was uh what was acceptable and i uh yeah it was tough my here's the hardest thing when i stepped onto the set of gronish for the very first time when i say i had a hard time guys that's not an exaggeration not at all like i was so a nervous because it was my first job b because it was film not theater (coughs) And I just could not get used to the, the oh, what is it? What, like, I'm trying to describe it. Hey, you have no rehearsal. Zero rehearsal. Okay, not zero. But you have, so let's just say comparatively, all right? In theater, you will probably get minimum a month, maybe a couple weeks, at minimum a couple weeks of rehearsal before you do a show. And at max, you'll have a glorious, like, four months or something like that. You know, you get some time with acting on theater and film. You know, at least with Gronish. This is my experience on Gronish. I, um, we have the rehearsal time is about 10 minutes. <laughs> it's 10 minutes. Right? It's because it happens right before you shoot. Like you have to come to set ready to go. You need to be prepared and lines in your mind hard, and not just in your head. Like, oh, I'll figure it out when I get there. No, no, no. You gotta have it ready to go. And you know what? You also have to be ready to be told, Mm-mm, I don't like that. Because you figure the thing is with theater, you figure that out in rehearsal over the course of the couple months or the couple weeks. But when you're, when I walked up to set on Gronish, and I had what I thought I wanted to do, and I was ready, they're gonna love this, they didn't like it, so I had to change it, and I got nervous, and I got stressed, Ugh. so be prepared, but be flexible, that's something I definitely, definitely had to learn with Gronish. A very exciting thing, this is just a general, general um, 
acting thing was learning new skills and new cultures. I wa- I came from Edmonton, Alberta in Canada and I moved to Los Angeles, United States. And let me tell you guys, it's a very different culture down here. All right, I had to well, yeah, so I did an episode. It wasn't called Wavecap Wednesday, but that's what a lot of people refer it to. And a lot of the things I did in that episode where I I was dancing, I was rapping, I wore a wave cap. Like guys, these things were so much fun. Can I just underline that? So much fun. But that's some of the hardest stuff as uh, being an actor is um, uh, studying something or someone that you are entirely not. And I've had this big smile on my face. I don't know if you can feel it through the through the mic, but it's that's some it's it's so hard. It is, but it's so fun, guys. So that's why I I, may, I mimic people all day long. Ask anyone you know that knows me or anyone that knows me, and I mimic them all. And it's tough. I'm not right about ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> I get about 1% of people's personalities when I mimic them and then I have to keep on going 2%, 3%. Now it's 10, now it's 50. And it's then it lands at where I want it to be, but it's so tough, but it's so much fun. So learning about new cultures and learning new skills, that's part of the grind of this of this of this job, but that's I mean, I love it and that's that's kind of why I'm why I'm still here and enjoying it. And one thing I really want to talk to you is something that's really tough is being in a relationship with someone as an actor, a.k.a. me. Hi, I'm the actor. And I have had a couple uh, relationships all the way going back through to like when I lived in Edmonton and when I was in theater. And one of the biggest things is when you see, imagine this. You are, you're out, and you see your love, and someone is flirting with them, right? Or you see your love, and someone kisses them. Like, I'm on fire right now. I see it in my eyes. I'm looking at the back of my couch like I'm burning through holes through it. Like, that is, heck no. Now, imagine my love, Lucy. You know, she. <laughs> there was one episode, I believe, in season two. So we've we've uh, we've we've grown since then. Uh, where she saw someone flirting with me, and I forgot to mention that it was happening, and she was not prepared for it, and she just saw someone flirting with me, and just, it, you know, it, it it lit a fire, not an anger. It was just she was watching someone flirt with her man, and. I would hate to see someone flirting with her. In real life, you could walk up to the person and say, hey, you know, scram, get out of here, get out of here, what are you doing? But if it's happening on the screen, there's nothing you can do about it, and you have to stare at it. So I really applaud um, my amazing girlfriend for, for understanding what it is that I'm doing, and I'm, it's, it's totally separate from real life and for the strength that she has for if that ever happens again and I mean who knows I might have to kiss someone in my in my career or or more 
you know, there's so many people who literally have sex on screen and that's probably, it's her night, it's people's nightmares to see that. But, so dating someone who's an actor who who's doing that, I think it's really, it makes people think about whether or not they can actually date an actor. And can I just say, for the most part, we, I feel, I, I know exactly how, you know, my partner feels when, when I, when I have to go and do this thing. I don't, I, I, I know that it, it hurts, it hurts people's feelings and, um, it, that it's just so weird. It's such a weird thing. Actors are weird. Acting in general is just weird, right? You're, you're playing pretend, but it, you're trying to be real so there's, it's just that line there. I've spoken to other actors who have just said, no, you know, I'm an actor and I don't like that someone, that my actor uh, boyfriend, girlfriend has to do this in a scene. It's like, oh, that's super interesting because I would like to think that if I was in the situation where I saw, where I was dating um, someone in the business that if I saw them doing that, I'd be like, okay, yeah, 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 no, it's fine. You know, I understand what you do. I understand it's for the art. But, you know, when you're in love and you have these feelings for a person, it doesn't matter. Uh, on some level, you're going to feel that. And I'm just very grateful for, very grateful for my girlfriend for being very strong and very courageous during um, that kind of stuff, if and when it happens. And the last little bit that I want to talk about is about, about. Did that come out? How did I say that the first time? <laughs> about, 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 about. Canadian. Sorry. Oh, another Canadian thing to do. Apologize for nothing. (laughs) Um, That's the hard thing that I want to talk about being an actor and getting into film is the uncertainty. Uncertainty, guys. It's never a certain thing. It's kind of like when I think of what being an entrepreneur is, except, you know, I am employed, so I'm not that but when I don't know if someone could just fire me I don't know if the show is just gonna end and I don't know if I'm gonna get another job after this I would love to think I would but guys imagine this Gronish has been on for three seasons well it's been on for two seasons and season three comes out in January hey oh freeform imagine I never get a job after this crazy right like right now I'm having this podcast I'm saying this as an actor and then let's say I never land another gig now I'm going out there and I'm you know gonna audition my face off whenever it is I'm very grateful for Gronish being on this long as well but whenever Gronish ends like I've gotta I'm all of a sudden on the same situation as thousands of actors out there who don't have a job. I don't know if it's millions or thousands, but I'm going to say thousands. It's, it's scary. It's uncertain. And, you know, when I talk about Lucy coming here to, to move here in February, she's putting a lot of trust in me um, and a lot of faith in us that no matter what happens, you know, that things are going to be okay. It's an unpredictable life being in the entertainment business in general because it's just so guys like 
when's the last time you thought of I had this conversation with Trevor Jackson actually recently because now with social media and whatnot, trends are just so fads, you know, fads are even hotter than before because there's so much more access to it. Things turn over so quickly, so quickly. Like you think five years ago, five years before that and 10 years ago, it's things are so different, so different that, oh, gosh. I guess what I'm saying is things are super unpredictable, you know? And we don't know where things are going to go. And if you're ready for that in your life, then that's that's what that's what the acting game is about. Not about, but that's part of it. Oh, about. <laughs> anyway, thanks, guys, for joining me. These are, like, some of the hardest things that I've dealt with. Yeah, so moving around as an actor... I've had to move around a lot. The business side of things can be confusing if you're not sure what is going down. So make sure you educate yourself. If you are going from Canada to America or America to Canada, there's all these visas you have to deal with and possibly lawyers if you really want to hire one. Going from theater to film, the transition from that of just two whole separate worlds and learning new skills and new cultures being being an actor that's really part of what the life is being in relationship with someone who isn't an actor and how it's such a team effort when it comes to to dealing with the entire life and the feeling of perhaps unpredictability you know and you got to maybe enjoy a little bit of sitting on the edge of your seat for your whole life thanks for joining me on anything and everything with hey is me jordan buhat and i'm so thankful for you guys have a fantastic week if it's tuesday night and you're listening to this wow you're uh, johnny on the spot but if it's any other time in the existence then thanks for listening catch you guys on the flippy floppy floopy i don't even know if i'm allowed to say that anymore but i say it everywhere so bye Thank you.